What is up, everybody? My name is Juan Perez, and welcome to The First View. Our podcast was created for one reason, to be a platform for people of color to share their journeys through their stories. These individuals have had to overcome obstacles and are striving to be successful. Our goal is simple, to inspire and motivate people of color everywhere to accomplish anything they want. We want to share stories that you can relate to, while also learning through their experiences and perspectives. Thank you for supporting our podcast and people of color everywhere. I am happy to introduce Kaylee Benting, who is going to speak on her unconventional college experience. From a four-year institution to a community college, then back to a four-year college again, Kaylee has many twists in her story, but she has come out the other end all the wiser. A future Cal Poly Slow student, Kaylee speaks to the value of education and the importance of taking charge of your options. What's up, everybody? I'm here with Kaylee Benting, um, who I'm very excited to talk to today. How are you today, Kaylee? Hi, Juan. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm okay. Had a rough weekend. We talked about that a little bit, uh, mm-hmm. but how are you? How was your weekend? It was really good. I had some uh, some people over, even though quarantine's not quite over yet. But um, yeah, I had a good time. It was nice and warm over here, so made the best of it. You have a pool, right? So are you utilizing that? <laughs> oh, absolutely. I go in there, you know, multiple times a week because it's really the only thing I have to do over here. I'm in Bakersfield, by the way. <laughs> nice. Isn't it? Wait, you told me last time it was how hot? How hot did it get? Oh, yeah. It, it ranges, it averages between like 80 and 110. So it's not really, it's really different from my hometown over there in Salinas, which doesn't really ever get that hot. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. All right. So, yeah, let's just dive right in. Tell us a little bit more about yourself. All right. Hey, guys. My name is Kaylee Benting. Um, I am finishing my second year in college at Cuesta College. Um, I'm first generation woman in STEM. My major is mathematics. Um, I come from a mixed immigration family. Um, My mom's parents and her family are from Mexico and um, my dad and his family are from the Philippines. And yeah. Cool. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit more maybe about like growing up in Salinas and maybe being mixed, like what type of experiences that came or that brought on to you? So like you said, um, I was born and raised in Salinas, California. Um, as a mixed person, I didn't, I wasn't exposed to many mixed people um, in my community. There was a lot of Mexicans and a lot of Filipinos, but none really just like me. <laughs> and um, yeah, growing up in school, um, it was a good experience. You know, I was always kind of that advanced student. Um, I got some, I got really good grades you know, pretty consistently from elementary school to high school. Um, so yeah, and then high school happened. I was still that advanced student, um, pretty involved in sports. I did three different sports, um, a lot of AP classes, um, you know, top of my class. And that managed to lead me to be a first generation college student, which I'm living in right now as we speak. Um, I know that there's so much more to your story, but like a quick question, what was like one of the hardest things of being like a first generation student? 
Um, as a first generation student, you know, I feel like we all have the same thing kind of in common where we really just don't know anything about college. I didn't have as many of my other classmates may have had at university and at community college. Um, they didn't have that person where you can ask all the questions and get all the knowledge and make a knowledgeable decision about, you know, where to go to college, what to major in, what the costs are going to look like, daily life. And um, so that was just the biggest thing for me. I just really didn't know anything. Like Ernesto mentioned in the last episode, I myself didn't know what an what undergraduate was. So even during the application process, um, I didn't even know what I was applying for when it came to terms of that. And um, so, yeah. And moving on to the journey that you're going to be talking about today, can you tell us a little bit more and like how it started and then, and then maybe like walk us through um, what you want to talk about? Mm -hmm. um, so right out of high school, I had gotten accepted into a handful of um, universities, UCs, um, some CSUs, and I eventually decided to um, do my first year at UCSB, uh, that's University of California, Santa Barbara. And then, um, you know, I did my first year there, finished my first year. And unfortunately, due to financial circumstances, I was unable to continue my education there. Um, and that led me to where I am right now currently at Quested College, which is a community college in San Luis Obispo. And because I had so many um, credits going into my first year at UCSB, I was able to um, transfer after only one year at community college. And from there, I am currently um, conditionally admitted into Cal Poly Slow as a Mustang. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I mean, in that story, there's a lot to unpack in terms of going to a four year, going back to a community college, and then going back to a four year. And I'm guessing that there was a lot of emotions involved with that. Can you talk a little bit more about those emotions and how you dealt with that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, going into uh, UCSB as a first gen student, it was it was really exciting. Um, just just you know, being the first one in the community around me and the group of people that I grew up with, and you know, my family. It was just so exciting to step into the unknown and and just be a part of that. And then um, once it got into the, to the nitty gritty of it, you know, it turned out to be a lot more scary than I had imagined. Um, so at my first year at UCSB, uh, I found out that it was a lot more financially than I had imagined. You know, growing up, I, I never really had to work, but I never really knew the weight of money necessarily. And so at UCSB, um, it was, you know, close to more than $30,000, which is, as some people might know, so yeah, um, financially, that's what I had to deal with. And so we had to take out um, a family loan because I was unable to get my own loan by myself. And during that time, my family was planning on um, purchasing another home over here in Bakersfield. And during that time, you know, I, so many exciting things were happening. They were gonna buy a house and everyone was gonna move away and I was gonna go to school. And it was just a, it was just the start of a new clean slate for everyone. And even before I even 
um, when TCSB just all the burdens just started stacking up um, financially when we had to get the loan you know my parents had to go through you know having to choose between sending me to school and really following their opportunities and their dreams of moving out of Salinas and so it really that was the first thing that just kind of um, was hard to deal with as a first generation student and then you know once I got there it was it was great it was my first time you know living out of um, my parents home which was exciting and scary all at the same time but um, you know while I was there just the financial was always in the back of my mind and um, there was so many nights just like on the phone with my parents you know you're trying, I'm trying, it's just not seeming to work and it's just so hard. And so luckily uh, we were able to pull it together and I was able to finish my first year there at UCSB. But when it came down to, um, you know, applying for the second year, we realized that that just wasn't gonna be, um, you know, it wasn't financially available for us to, um, for me to continue at UCSB. So then I had to deal with that. And I had to find out, you know, what else was I going to do? How am I going to get past this? Because I'm not just one to, you know, just sit down and take it, you know, you just got to get up and, and find something new that'll um, work for you. And so from then I decided to go to community college in San Luis Obispo at Cuesta College. Um, just one thing to know is I couldn't have been of people who have the knowledge that helped me, you know, the counselors at UCSB were really great to me and they gave me um, all these options for me, even though my priority wasn't being at UCSB, they were still able to prioritize what I needed instead of what, you know, their school needed. And so from there, um, I decided to go to community college, like I said, and here I am. There was a story that you told me, I believe it was the last time we recorded, mm -hmm. um, about you talking to someone going through the same situation. Can you talk about that story a little bit? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, I had a friend at my first year at UCSB, and he was also a first-generation student like myself. And it was towards the end of the school year, and... I get, I had not known that he had this going on, but he was also thinking of the same decision as me. You know, I want to take time. I need to take time to really think about what I want and what I need and what I should be doing. And so he was, you know, in his head about that the whole time and not really knowing what to do. And then eventually I, you know, um, I opened up to him and I said, oh, hey, this is my plan. Like, I'm going to take some time off. And you could just see the relief just just come off of him that like, wow, like I'm not in this alone. Like this, you know, people do this. And, you know, I talked to him about it and it really just relieved him so much to see that it's not such a taboo. It's not such a taboo to, you know, take some time off and, and really think about, take a, take a step back and think about what you want. And, you know, prioritize yourself. So, you know, just that one story, not even really a story, just a conversation, you know, I could see the impact that um, just like sharing what you're going through 
um, how much of an impact that has, which also relates to this podcast, you know? So I'm glad to uh, share my story here again. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm also really glad because I think that it's uh, a situation that a lot of people go through and a lot of people don't really know how to deal with. So with the emotions that were coming on to you, because I would imagine like going back to a community college, you have these like thoughts and feelings. <clears throat> what were some of those thoughts? Um, and then how did you deal with them? Yeah, I think um, the best way to show uh, just the, just how people think about the different stages of college is to show just through my experience, you know, um, right out of high school, I got so much praise and so much celebration for getting into and going to UCSB, you know, we had parties and everyone was just so happy. And then, and then just as the year went by, I started talking about community college and people weren't, you know, just weren't as enthusiastic, like, oh, okay, like, good job, keep going. And then even when I got into, um, Cal Poly, you know, Cal Poly is still a four-year university. Um, the only difference is it's still a CSU, a Cal State, rather than a UC. And people literally just see the name. So just like that, I didn't really get much um, recognition for that. I got a couple, you know, emails from my counselors. But other than that, that was really it. And so just the just the idea that us as a, as a just the um, just the perception that we as a society have, you know, in regards to higher education is really toxic, I would say. And as a college student and specifically as a first gen student, it's really hard to take yourself out of that space and really think about why am I going to school and, you know, what am I doing this for? What do I want out of it? And I think it's, I really, I really think it's important to take time with yourself and really think about it because you know if you're just going to this school because of the praise and you know the recognition you know you're the one that's going to have to deal with that decision and if that turns out in the long run to not be have been the best decision for you you know it's not going to be worth it just for that period of good job like you did it and um yeah. And it, you have this sort of like story that's kind of reversed than other people because some people go, first, most people go through, go to a community college and then they go to a four year and you went like back or you went forward, back and forward. Mm -hmm. um, so can you talk a little bit more about your experience of the differences um, and similarities of community college and four year? The four-year system. Uh huh. Yeah. I, just one thing I want to um, notice is how you. It not necessarily saying it's you know you're wrong, but it just shows the perception that people have. You know, saying community college is a step back. Um, my boyfriend Anessa, he he um, explains this really clearly. Something that even I needed to hear going through this journey was, you know, it people may see it's a step back just because you're going to community college, but you're still making progress in your, in your higher education in total. And, um, you know, the, you can't really take a step back when you're, you know, still learning, you're still making progress to, towards your goal. 
And um, I think that's just something that we need to start changing. Stop seeing community colleges like a bad thing because, you know, even just going to college, no matter what college is something big for a lot of people, you know, especially first generation students. It was ridiculous how much praise I got for just graduating high school. And so just taking that step even to community college is something that is um, rewarding. Um, but to go back to your question, I think it was the difference between community college and a four-year college. Sorry. Yeah, but I just really want to mention that, like, I totally agree with what you said. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that it's something that people have to hear. And I'm like, so glad that you said it because mm -hmm. one, like, it's not at the forefront of my thoughts. Like it's, I don't constantly think that. And it's something that we should be constantly thinking about. It's community college is a step forward because like you said it, you can't take a step back. So like, I just want to thank you for saying that for one. Um, and then my question was, what were some of the differences of a four year, you know, experience to a community college? Okay. Just sorry, just one other thing to mention. Um, just in high school, you know, being that uh, quote unquote advanced student, the idea of community college was always offered kind of like um, advertised and put forth onto um, not the regular students, but you know, the, the majority of students there. And, you know, every time I talked to counselors, AP teachers, you know, it was always, oh, you have to like for your university, like that's where you belong and that's where you should go. And even when I got um, accepted into all these places, they always said, oh, here, here, all the four years. And no one really gave me the option of, um, you know, to going to community college. And if it was ever mentioned, which it may have been, but if it was ever mentioned, you know, it wasn't, it, no one really talked about all the, all the good things that come out of community college and all the resources. And I think it's something that even counselors and teachers should really um, pay attention to is just, even though they may not, even though they may um, uh, seem that they are fit to go to university, like academically, um, they might still want and need that option of community college. Um, but going back to your question now, uh, there's a, there's, there's a bigger difference, I would say, between two uh, community college and a four-year university. Um, just like the environment and the community, for example, at UCSB, it was it was such a community. Um, everywhere you went, you know, you were with people who were majority the same age as you, kind of had the same views as you about the world, and. Um, you know, everyone kind of lives in the same section, either on campus or very close to. And at community college, it's, it's completely different, you know. Um, people just go there, get their business done, and then, you know, leave and, you know, work, take care of their kids. There's a lot of people, um, I saw a lot more people who, you know, were in their 30s, 40s, who were still getting their education in the same classes as me, and I thought I didn't think that people did that, and it it was really um, it was really good to see that this isn't the only time in your life that you have to further your education. You know, you can always go back; it's always it's always there for you. And then um, also just about the extracurriculars at a, at um, 
where universities, they have a lot more clubs. You know, UCSB had 300 plus clubs. And, um, <laughs> and uh, you know, I was very involved. <laughs> Sorry. I was very involved at UCSB. Um, I, I was actually involved in some research with the Department of Education there. And I did aerial silks and I did a hula club and it was so many cool things that I would have never imagined that would be a part of. And then, you know, at community college, um, they do have some extracurriculars. It's just a lot more ma uh, major based, I would say. And just something I wanted to point out there that I, that I realized the last time we recorded is that um, community college, people who are at community college, you know, they're really motivated because some of them, you know, still have something to prove, if you would say, um, you know, they still have that drive. And I personally, for me at my community college, you know, people were just working so hard all the time, you know, really just trying to just trying to do well. And at UCSB, I don't know if this is just at UCSB, but I know um, I encountered a lot of people who weren't really taking their academics seriously. And that kind of bothered me a lot because, you know, I had, I had to work so hard to get there. And, and these people were just, you know, showing up to class and falling asleep, you know, routinely. And I'm like, what are you doing? Um, so I think it's, there's a little bit of, what I notice is there's a difference in drive, not necessarily in everyone, but you, you can see it kind of. At uh, my community college, they had a teacher, teacher education program there. And so, um, so I was able to join the teacher program that they have at my community college. And um, that really provided me with the community that I was missing from you know changing from UCSB to community college and it was just so necessary for me to find a group where I can relate to not in all aspects but you know just that one collective space where we're all kind of going through the same thing and I think that's really necessary when you know wherever you are whatever level in education you are I think it's really necessary to find those groups of people that you can relate to because you know you're all going through the same struggle and when you're struggling the best thing to know is that other people are going through the same struggle as you yeah i and i you have just like a lot to unpack in general in terms of like you you have like a really good grasp of what it means to go to community college and what it means to go to a four-year um so what would you tell someone who is who is going through this like who is going or will probably go to go through in the future um, in a position that you were um, and wants to do what you did, but are kind of either scared or just simply don't know what to do. What, what advice would you give them? Thank you for asking this question because I do think about this um, pretty frequently. Like what would I tell someone and me wanting to be a future teacher, like thinking like, what would I actually tell someone who was in my position? And realistically, if I was, if I could like go back in time and go to high school me, like would I go to UCSB again or would I go to community college? And for me personally, I think I would make the same decision in regards to choosing UCSB, but I would take all the lessons that I learned there um, and j just make a smarter decision. 
for myself, you know, financially really looking up what I was going to do to pay off school and then just having like a financial plan. And then also just, just reaching out to people who have had that experience and finding out literally anything just like major wise, what do I major in? And I wish I just would have asked more questions in high school, you know, to counselors and stuff. Um, I don't think I would go to community college um, straight out of high school, just because I think, like I said, that experience was so necessary for me. And, you know, if, if I were to talk to someone who is considering what I did, I would definitely just like lay the facts and and just give them my story and let them digest it however they'd like to not necessarily follow me, but take what I've been through and learn from it. Um, in regards to, you know, talking to a high school student, what, sh what should I do? I think I would definitely tell them to reach out to people if that's possible. If, you know, that's not possible, you can always contact me. <laughs> I'm always willing to share my story and all the experience of, all the experience that I've gotten. Um, but if that's not, available to you just really thinking about what you as a person want and what you need out of higher education you know are you doing it to actually learn like to learn for your major you're really interested in that topic or are you going because you have to for the career path you want um or if you really just are doing it because that's what you're being told to do in that case you should really just especially during high school, it's such a, that, that point is such a pivotal moment, I would say, and really just getting to know yourself a little bit and what, like I said, you need out of higher education is very important. If you, you know, want to, and you have the financial ability to, and it's what you want, you know, go for it, go for that for your university. But, you know, if that's not, if that's not in your ability, that's okay. You know, you don't, you know, I didn't even know in high school that there was, that you could go to other community colleges and look at me, I'm in San Luis Obispo. So if you don't want to go to a four-year university, you can definitely check out other community colleges. That's always an option. And um, just really making sure that you're the one in control and you're the one um, making these opportunities for yourself so that in the end when it comes down to making the decision you get to choose rather than you having to do something so definitely the power of choice is important talking about choices what were some of the things maybe top or just like things that you had to do to make you um to help you decide on what path you wanted to take and i only asked just because um, i want to make sure that the people who are listening are actually taking that advice and using it for their own self and they know concretely and what advice you want you would want them to have mm -hmm. so like I said I just had to um, take some time to myself and prioritize what I wanted and what I needed out of my experience um, during that process I I financially was unable to continue there so that wasn't really an option for me. And so, like I said, I had to make my own options so that I was in control of, you know, still my path. 
And, you know, I could have taken another loan, more loans, which would have put me in like $90,000 in debt upon graduation. And that really just frightened me. Um, in my career as a teacher, you know, we don't, we're known for not making a lot of money. And so that just wasn't really an option for me. I wasn't going to be able to pay off my debt um, in the amount of time that I would have liked to have gotten rid of that. I have experienced um, someone that I know went to UCLA and graduated and became a teacher. And she's currently, you know, in her mid thirties and is still very much having that burden of loans. And I just, I couldn't do that to myself. And one of the options that I created for myself was, um, initially I was just gonna go back home and take some time off, not even, um, you know, go to school. And like I said, it wasn't until I talked to that counselor at UCSB where she gave me all these options and what I could do. And just another point to mention is really just asking for that help from people who can help you and are willing to help you. You know, there's plenty of people out there. It doesn't even have to be counselors, just teachers and just other people that are available to you. I know I struggled a lot with asking people questions and asking for information, but it really does help in the long run. You know, if in when you're in the position where you just don't know anything about what's out there, you know, that's, that's when you absolutely just need, you just need that help. I, before we like end off, I want to bring up a story that you brought up last time um, with your grandpa and grandma, I believe, um, and kind of like what they wanted to sacrifice in order for you to continue with higher education. Can you speak to that story really quickly? Um, just because I think it's something that embodies the culture of immigrants and being willing to give up so much for others to just proceed and move forward. Um, yeah, like you mentioned, I had told the story about my grandpa that is one of the most motivating things for me. Um, they had, my grandparents had visited me um, towards the end of my first year at UCSB and we went to the gift shop and my grandpa had bought this um, long sleeve t-shirt that said UCSB grandpa on it. And just seeing the image of him with that shirt on just almost brought me to tears really. It just, that just his whole struggle being worth it, you know, was embodied in a t-shirt. You know, they came here from Mexico, sacrificed everything, like many people who are probably listening, and just hoped that something better would come by coming here to the U.S. And just seeing him wear that t-shirt so proudly made me feel like, you know, this is what you did this for. I, I did it for you, and, and this is what you wanted, and I accomplished that. And then you know, towards throughout the year when um, finances weren't going so great, um, my grandpa had heard that I was struggling with that. And this man, you know, he had been a field worker his entire life. He offered to sell his house just so I could continue my education at UCSB. And 
obviously I couldn't put myself to take that offer because I just couldn't do it. You know, just the thought that he was willing to give up just even more than he has already had his whole life, just so that I can, you know, just keep going um, through college was something that is just the most motivating thing that I've, that I've ever felt really. It wasn't just something that I heard or saw. It was for the first time, I just felt motivated and, and accomplished really. Um, yeah. I, I think that it's a great story to end off with because it really shows like in a sense the American dream it shows more so that like no matter who you are you can do it and there's going to be challenges and there's going to be obstacles but like as you did it like if you like put in the hard work and you grind out the grades and you like make options for yourself like you can realistically go anywhere and so now I want to give you this time if you want to like shout out anyone or if you want to you know, thank anyone for helping you throughout your journey. Mm -hmm. Just some final points I would like to leave some people off on is, you know, although you may not be academically the perfect student, you know, it's not the end for you. Um, it's really just the drive that's going to keep you going. You know, like I said, making the options for yourself and putting yourself to where you make your decisions and you're the one in power of your path. No one else's is really determining where you go because you're sticking true to yourself and you're doing what you need to do and just keep going. <laughs> That's just, just something that I think a lot of people need to hear, you know, is that grades don't, <laughs> grades aren't the end all be all. Um, just some final thanks. I would say, um, obviously my grandparents, my parents are, you know, my silent heroes. They always have my back, um, no matter what I'm going through, even if they might not agree with what I'm going through, they've always been there to just get me through it. And of course, my wonderful boyfriend, Ernesto, um, he was there through all the little things and through all the tough days that I was having. You know, am I doing the right thing? Why did I make this decision? You know, the, this is, this is all this you know he would be the one to say you know you're worth it and you you just got to keep going and it you have such a I see such a bright future in you and you know you can't give up now because so many people need need you and need your story and that just that just does it for me <laughs> sounds, he sounds like a great guy He's all right. <laughs> cool. Well, I want to thank you for coming on and sharing your story and actually sharing your story twice. We recorded one time and it was like very, very laggy. So we decided to record again to create, you know, this this story and this episode that is truly going to affect a lot of people. Um, so, yeah, I just want to thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Juan. Um, just a little side note, you know, if anyone really needs someone to talk to, about anything college or anything really um feel free to let me know you can email me um kbenting at gmail.com that's k-a-y-b-e-n-t-i-n-g at gmail.com um i'm willing to share 
anything you can ask me anything i have plenty more than what i mentioned in here so feel free if you have anything that popped up to let me know yeah and if you're a little bit too lazy to uh email uh, uh email her you could also dm us and then we'll contact you with her yes that is perfect thank you so much for this opportunity juan Thank you for joining us and hearing this truly inspiring story. Feel free to follow us at First View Podcast on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to get previews of our weekly episodes as well as other content that you might like. So I'm going to be real with you. I didn't think starting a podcast was going to be this difficult. So if you're interested in joining our team, being a podcast guest, or simply giving us feedback and comments so that we can improve in the future, you could DM us or click the link in our bio to learn more. Once again, this is Juan Perez, and you're listening to the First View Podcast. I hope you have a great day, and come back next week for more amazing POC stories.